Hi, I'm Graham Hyde, and this is a podcast all about making stuff better. The aim is to share knowledge and learning and spark curiosity in improving the health and care experienced by the people of Leeds through a series of conversations which are almost entirely grounded in the city. But what is a local care partnership? It's the term used in Leeds to describe our model of joined up working to deliver local care for local people working in and with local communities. All local care partnerships share the same key feature, a range of people working together, regardless of the employing organisation, to deliver joined up collaborative care that meets the identified population's needs. Each local care partnership includes statutory organisations such as the City Council, the NHS, but also brings together the vast knowledge, experience and expertise of the thriving third sector, community groups and elected members, alongside local people, to deliver services that support people to access the right support when they need it and thrive using their individual and community assets. The local care partnership model is strongly rooted in our Leeds health and wellbeing strategy embedding the vision that Leeds will be a healthy and caring city for all ages, where people who are the poorest improve their health the fastest. There are 15 of these local care partnerships covering the whole of Leeds, one for each person living in the city, and build on the strengths and an extensive history of collaboration in the city to realise some of the most exciting person-centred transformations in health and care. Now, on to this episode. We are joined in this episode by David Smith, who is a trustee at Crossgates Good Neighbours and has played a very important role in the establishment of the Crossgates Local Care Partnership. Welcome, David, and thank you very much for joining us. And first of all, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and how did you get to where you are today? Thank you, Graham. Good morning. Um, Yes, um, I'm a retired scientist, actually, and as you say, I am a trustee at Crosscase Good Neighbours. I'm also a trustee at Leeds Older People's Forum now. Okay. Uh, I, am, I am from Leeds. I grew up in Bermontoffs around East End Park. That's yeah. where I really feel at home, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I became a scientist, and after university, I spent most of my working life actually living and working in central London at St. Bartholomew's Hospital. Okay. Uh, chemistry was my first degree and biochemistry is my, my uh, PhD. Right. Um, however, I was always going to come back to Leeds and um, I actually re- retired a few years early to look after my parents, in fact. Um, by that time, the family had moved to Halton in East Leeds and that's where I live now. Yeah. Excellent. And so, so you're you're obviously a, you know, born and bred, and your your heart is in in the city of Leeds. So, from returning from the centre of London, what then? How did you then get involved in in the Crossgates Good Neighbours um, idea, or you know, I don't know what to call it really. Um, movement is it a movement? Um, it's something like that. But what sort of? How did you go? It's time to get involved in something like this. 
Well, as I said, uh, I did come home to look after my parents and after they'd both passed away, um, some of the neighbours in my street obviously thought I, I needed to, um, to get out a bit now. So, so they, right. they, they said I ought to look at Crossgate's Good Neighbours. So I said, yes, I'll join them. And uh, yeah, I found I liked it very much. And I, very soon I realised that many of the members there do some kind of volunteering for the charity. And I thought I really should do something myself as well. Uh, the, the first thing they gave me was a, a befriending project yeah. called Supporting Wellbeing or SWIFT at that time, which is still going on, as you know. Yeah. Um, and um, through that, uh, I became very interested in the evaluation and monitoring that, that the Time to Shine project was doing in Leeds. and. Um, they, they asked me to join the evaluation subgroup for Time to Shine. Right. Uh, through that, I became more and more interested in in all of the health and care sector within these, really. And um, I, I eventually did, did more and more. I'm, I'm, I'm now a member of the Frailty Partnership. And um, as I said before, I'm a trustee of Lee's Other People's Forum now. Right. So, so you seem to be... So you seem to pretty much have a full-time job um, supporting all these various groups. So, so tell us why do you do that? What what makes you? I, I ask our guests what makes you get out of bed. You know why why do you do this stuff? Well, it's because I think that you know during my working life I've accumulated various experiences and and abilities. Um, and I really think I should be giving a bit back now when I, when I'm able to, you know, when you're able to, you should give something back. Um, and it's very rewarding as well. So it's uh, it's really what, what I enjoy doing. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So if we look at Crossgate's Good Neighbours, could you say a bit about what that organisation is and, and what it does? Yes, uh, it's one of the Leeds Neighbourhood Network Schemes, which are actually unique to Leeds, actually, which is rather good, I think. Yeah. Um, they, they were really conceived around the year 2000 or something like that, when um, people in, in a few of the localities in Leeds decided that they'd like to get together and organise things for older people to do. Um, they were then very much t nurtured by Lee City Council. I think main, I think under um, Keith Wakefield and Bill Rawlinson in particular. Uh, so we've got the, the City Council to thank for them now and um, the City Council does provide a, a very um, substantial grant to all the neighbourhood networks to keep them going, which is very good. Um, yes, yeah, so they're older people's charities and they're run by and for older people. So. Um, all of the trustees at Crossgates Good Neighbours are local older people. Um, our aims are pretty obvious, really. They're to reduce loneliness and isolation, we we try to help people live independently in their own homes for as long as they can and uh, promote healthy lifestyles, naturally. And um, simply try new things. I mean, this is we've seen this very much with the explosion of the digital activities um, resulting from the pandemic really. Lots of people getting on Zoom and things like that, you know, new things to try. 
and how's that so how's that so obviously the the neighborhood networks i i'm assuming pre-pandemic most if not all of the activities were face to face um so how's that transition how, how has that worked how was how have the the older people um grasped that challenge i suppose well yeah the transition had to work really didn't it because when the lockdown came in there was no other option really mm. everything had to switch around to telephone contacts and, and online for people who were able to do that um at, at um, crossgates good neighbors we had a bit of a flying start because in 2019 we we'd become the first digital health hub in mm. leeds that was with great support from 100% um, digital leads where yeah. richard ben does a brilliant job as you know graham yeah and, um, we also had support from a big digital charity in Sheffield called the Good Things Foundation. They were, they were a part of that as well. Um, and uh, we now have a, an excellent digital coordinator called Samantha Haggart, who run, runs our, our digital offerings uh, with a team of uh, a team of volunteers from within our membership who help her. So she does a lot of IT training. We, we learn out tablets so that people can get familiar with Zoom and so on. Um, Samantha has created a lot of videos as well, a lot of training videos, which you can find on our own YouTube channel. Okay. So she has a lot of videos which take people very gently through how to do, how to send an email, how to use Facebook, how to use BBC iPlayer, all of these things that people need 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 a lot of help with really when when they first come to digital especially if they're a bit scared or, or wary about using it so sure. they need this help and what do you think the impact is of, of all that well obviously covid and the move to digital have you seen i don't know have you seen an increase in access to the services and, and groups that crossgates good neighbors uh, put on or has it declined you know how has it how has it changed um has it has it made it easier for people to access stuff or i mean obviously there's the face-to-face -face barrier of, of covid but going online has that sort of increased access and increased opportunities it, it, it has for, for those who've been able to you know to accept the challenge and, and take up digital many of our members have really flourished during the lockdown because of uh, getting onto zoom i mean some of them go on zoom almost every day well wow. uh, to do something because you know we've got coffee we've got, we had coffee mornings originally but now we've got quizzes and uh, bingo bingo every week all that sort of thing that people can do of course there's still we mustn't forget though that there's still a lot of people who are still completely digitally excluded yeah uh, and we've really got to really put more effort into that i think we we do help people for example to um get bus passes and uh, blue badges and things like that they can come into our office now, now they can come back you know they can come back now and we help them to get all those things it's actually quite difficult to get a bus pass you know because you've got to upload a digital photograph uh, okay. to, the, to the metro website so it's not easy. Even I struggled to renew mine. 
So, uh, you know, the, these things tend to be forgotten by people, I think. But they're a big, they're a big uh, difficulty for a lot of older people. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. The, the bus pass opens up a whole world of freedom and travel and, you know, getting around the city. But if yes. you've got that digital barrier right at the start, that that, you know, that is a serious barrier, isn't it? I'll tell you later about my bus pass initiative, actually. OK, I look forward to that. Um, and so so are you continuing to do groups and Zoom calls? I suppose now that the the restrictions have, have relaxed a bit and people can come back to to meet face to face. Are you doing are you sort of doing both now? Have you seen that digital is is still needs to be supported? Yes, we are doing both. Uh, we, we are trying to reopen all of our activities. Um, we've been asked by Leeds City Council to be as careful as possible. So yeah. our staff are still wearing masks, for example, yeah. um, at all our activities. Um, we're doing it as carefully as possible, but we've got line dancing, Tai Chi and uh, lots of activities. Coffee mornings are starting again now in two different places. So it's all getting to together again but we're still running the zoom activities and i think they will still continue um because people now know how to get in touch with each other digitally a lot more and um they can even um, do that in the evenings at the weekends now so yeah. i think that's one of the positive things from the lockdown actually it's, it's taught people how they can um, get together in those lonelier times really yeah so do you see that that I suppose an unforeseen consequence of the pandemic and the move to digital has decreased loneliness in people that they they are now able to quite easily dial somebody up on Zoom and see their face. Do you, do you see that as a I suppose a, a benefit of a pandemic? If that sounds a bit weird, but yeah, I, th I think it is. But we've always got to remember that those people who, for whatever reason, um have not been able to take up digital inclusion and uh, we've got to remember them yeah so how many how many people are so i, I think the the neighborhood networks are a, are a membership organization aren't they so how many members of are there of crossgates good neighbors and do you i'm assuming with the the clue is in the title that you predominantly focus on the the crossgates area yeah, our name's a bit misleading. We, we actually cover um, Crossgates, Manston, also Colton, Whitkirk, Halton and Temple Newsom. Right. Um, so it's uh, slightly misleading is our name. But yes, we, we cover that area. We, we also, we don't turn away members from outside the area either. And that's because we're one of the bigger neighbourhood networks and we've got quite a lot of activities that some, some people like to come in to, to join in. And how do people find you? So do you, yeah, so, it, you know, you've got a membership of however many. How do you, how do those? About 1,200, the membership. Okay. It turns over about 10% a year, actually, the membership. Right. Yeah. And how do, how do people find you? Um, well, it, it might be through word of mouth or um, it might be um, that, uh, friends or relatives might refer an older person. This happened actually particularly during the lockdowns. We even had 
relatives in Singapore ringing us, wow. places like that, uh, to 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 ask ask us to look after their elderly granny, you know, who, who was in danger of being being left alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they can do that through a form on our website, actually, so they can do that. Um, we also now, much more than we used to, we do get referrals from GPs, and there's okay. lots of social prescribing services now as well. We get referrals from them. Yeah. And um, another thing I'll tell you about later is, is our new um, community hub, a new shop in the uh, shop unit in the Crossgates Shopping Centre, which we're taking on. Okay. Uh, that will put us right into the heart of the community and help us to engage more with people, I think. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and I'm so I'm quite so. In Leeds, there is there's not just one Crossgates Good Neighbour Neighbourhood Network. There's a network of them across the whole of the city, isn't there? There's this sort of one neighbourhood network for everybody, no matter where they live in the city. Is, is that right? Yes, although historically um, the neighbourhood networks didn't really um, do many things together at all, actually. Um, that's really because um, they've all been set up within their own different localities, and so they're all quite different, actually. They all have they all have different uh, different uh, aims and and different ways of organising themselves depending on their local communities, really. But I have to say that um, over the last year or two, um, Ali Kay uh, at Lisa of the People's Forum has really got the uh, neighbourhood networks working together a lot more. She's got them meeting regularly, they're exchanging learning and, and uh, experience and uh, so she's done a really good job actually, Ali Kay, uh, in Brilliant. that. That's good to hear. So, so maybe we'll just move on to, so what I'm hearing there is there are a number of these networks across the city who previously were were sort of on their own but have started to meet and join and collaborate so i suppose that brings us on to a local care partnership and i so you know we've worked together a little bit in the in the recent past and you were you were instrumental i think in in bringing together and developing the crossgates local care partnership so do you want to just tell us a little bit about about how that local care partnership came about and and I suppose how um, patient you were for that to happen. Yeah, yes, it, it all started really with the Population Health Management Development Programme, yeah. which began in Leeds in the, the beginning of 2019, I think it was, yes. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I was invited to be one of the, one of the third sector representatives along that. Uh, on that program, which is really very interesting. It lasted about six months and the local care partnerships were ruled out um, as, a, as, a, as a part of that, really. Yeah. Um, I really have to um, give um, um, a tribute to Becky Barwick of Leeds CCG, actually, because she, she really um, launched the LCP concept for Leeds in, in 2017, it was. And she really saw that the whole innovation all the way through up to the present. Um, she's just left Leeds, actually. She's gone to Wakefield. Yeah. But I think she, she did a great job in uh, yeah. setting up 
the LCPs. But yes, you're right. The, the LCPs were rolled out um, after the PHM program, and um, unfortunately, Crossgates uh, was left until the third wave before it got going. So I was a bit frustrated, although. I was fortunate that I, I could um, take part in the Seacroft LCP in the meantime, which was very interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. But yes, the, the, the Crossgates LCP first met in March 2020, I think, and um, it's been managed brilliantly by Kate Frost, actually. She's done a, a great job in setting it up. It still has never had a, a face-to-face meeting. It's been entirely virtual. Wow, okay. <laughs> The, the the launch meeting the launch uh, meeting for Crossgates LCP will be the 30th of September. Uh, it will be in in the Crossgates shopping centre. It will be combined with the Big Leaves chat. Right. So the 30th September that that's when it will have its first face to face meeting. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so that's quite a long time after after I suppose you you first came together in the digital world. Um, so is is that going is that quite exciting or are you a bit nervous about meeting all those people face to face because i suppose there's some people that you've that you've never met in person there are quite a few we've never met in person but we've we've, we've seen on zoom yes yeah, right. yeah. um <clears throat> but no it, it's been a, a really great innovation really the local care partnership and it's brought it's brought lots of uh, players together who never really talked properly to, to each other before. I mean, it might surprise you to know, and it, it always surprises me that we um, we never had very great contacts with our local GPs before Crossgates Good Neighbours. Uh, but now the LCP has really brought us all together a lot better, and we are working with them a lot better now. So it's a really positive thing. Fantastic. And have you got any um, particular aims and ambitions or, or priorities for your local care partnership? Um, I, I think um, the main thing I see is that because they came out of the frailty program, yeah. they've been very much focused on frailty and older people so far. Yeah. And the, the thing moving forward, the thing will be to um, work more with families and children and so on, so, so widen the scope, which, which is what they were always supposed to do, of course. Yeah. Um, that, that, will also, that also um, speaks to the, the community hub, which we are setting up in the Crossgates uh, shopping centre um, with um, support from Voluntary Action Lease. Again, in that one, we're also um, trying to link with the children's and, and uh, families' charities in Crossgates. Okay. People like connecting Crossgates. Okay. So just, just tell us a bit more about the, the reason for setting up this community hub and, and what it is and, and where it is. Well, it's really come out of the success of the COVID community hubs. When the lockdown came, the Leeds City Council set up uh, COVID community hubs they they were based on the 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 council wards. Yeah. Uh, we took on the um, the hub for the the Crossgates and Wimmore ward actually. Although our area does cover the Temple Newsom ward as well, but but we didn't take that one. Mm-hmm. We, we run the um, Crossgates and Wimmore community hub, 
um, and that was seen as being very successful. We we just we distributed more than a thousand food parcels and got good, good, uh, goodness knows how many um, prescription collections, even dog walking we did. Uh, we also recruited, another good thing about it was, um, we also recruited a lot of new volunteers, younger volunteers, who, who joined through the um, Leeds City Council volunteering scheme, which okay. was set up very well actually. Um, so that was a positive thing for us. And then another thing was we, we also recruited um, many new members so we clinically vulnerable members mm. who, who came to us through the helplines the city council helplines and were referred to us yeah. we may we may never have, have seen those people uh, if we don't if we hadn't had that yeah and do you get do you get much feedback from from your members mm. about you know you, you you you're bringing people together what do you see mm. what what sort of the impact have you got any 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 tales, any stories about you know real impact on on people's lives that you're that you're making better? Um, yes, well, uh, as far as monitoring goes, of course, our, our big projects like the Swift project or another one, another loneliness project called Building Connections, which we've just uh, finished with the National Lottery money. Um, mm -hmm. they, they are of course evaluated and monitored by. By, by the grant givers, so we, we've got that. We, at our AGM, we, we do a, a user satisfaction survey of all our members there. Um, but uh, um, an interesting new project which we've taken on recently is um, is, is a, a project from funded by the Rank Organisation. Okay. Um, and um, I'll just. Uh, tell you about that in a minute when I find my notes about it. Yes, this is a, a, um, a one-year project funded by the Rank Organisation. Uh, theme, our theme is 60 plus, it's called. Okay. So we've recruited a recent graduate in journalism from Lees Beckett University called Ellie Dawson. Okay. Um, and she's leading a multimedia project to um, to connect with other people and and celebrate their lives and generally bring enjoyment to people. She okay. writes up interviews of our members, and uh, she also records things on video. Um, she's she's posting the interviews and the videos on our website now. Okay. So, so that. So there, there are videos. You'll find videos there of our exercise classes and tai chi and things. And uh, my favourite one is a brilliant video which is made of our line dancing class, Excellent. where she's actually synced some music to it. I don't know how she did it, but, yeah, but if, if if you'd like to see a a, a really really um, great video of the line dancing class, you can you can go on our website and you can find it. I'll have a look. That's great. I'll, uh... So that, that's that's how we're um, really celebrating our members' lives and 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 what and their achievements, really. Fantastic. And what do you see? So sort of maybe sort of coming to the to the end of this com uh, conversation. If we're talking about the the neighbourhood networks and local care partnerships, 
these are about bringing organizations and, and, and people together to improve the lives of a population in your neighborhood. So what do you see the benefits of that? Why should we be doing that? Um, well, um, I think really, it, perhaps it comes down to your big question, which, okay. which I think you're going to ask me. But, but yeah. my answer to the big question is is whether Leeds will become a marmot city. You know, okay. this 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 I'm referring to the marmot report, which uh, which first appeared in 2010, the original marmot review. Yeah, and that introduced the concept of social determinants of health. You know, mm. and and how. Um, those social determinants really affect the different life expectancy and um, other well-being indicators uh, between the most and the least deprived communities yeah. and how that can be addressed really. Um, Leeds, Leeds hasn't been a Marmot city up until now but I think the Health and Wellbeing Board is considering it. Okay, okay and I, I mean I know there's lots of there's lots of work around health equity or health inequalities so do you see within your patch in crossgates do you see differences in between where people live even within your your neighborhood yes there is um, i mean obviously overall our area isn't one of the most deprived in leeds obviously it's, it's sort of middling one really but we do have some some areas of greater deprivation, even IMD, uh, Desar, one few areas yeah. with our area. Um, we do have a special outreach to those areas already, a special, a special um, lunch club and activity session. Uh, we're working with uh, the housing managers in another estate within our area as well to establish some similar outreach. So, so we, we are trying to do that in, 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 in directed areas. Fantastic. That's good to hear. So, so you've given us your big question of will Leeds become a Marmot City? So that's something for people to ponder. But before we go, before we wrap up, you were going to tell us a story about your bus pass. So maybe we'll finish on, on a bus pass story. Oh, it's not about not about my bus pass, but really it all comes back to um, 2019. Um, again, it relates to frailty. Um, I went out with Hannah McGurk, who I'm sure you know, yeah. uh, on on some engagements. We we were visiting various communities in Leeds, uh, and and just asking them generally their views about frailty and and what they think the health system and and the system in general should be giving them. Um, we went to, we, we did go to the um, the, um, uh, the the playhouse, you know, the, the, the I forgot what it's called now, but there's, the, 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 there's, some, there's some activities at the playhouse every week and we went there. But we also, more interestingly, we went to um, some social housing, a, a tower block called Queensview, I think, in, in Seacroft. Mm -hmm. We went to a Caribbean lunch club in Chapel Town, which was great. And um, and Hannah also by herself went to Hunslet to some more social housing down there. Yeah. And the thing that struck me about those places was they always raised the buses. 
because you know the the, the buses are the only transport you've got if you haven't got a car you can't afford taxis the buses are the only transport you've got and it's very well recognized that, that outside of london the bus system in england has been a failure mm-hmm. even the government latest government report says that so um and the part of that failure in west yorkshire is relates to the bus passes uh, because um we only get the very basic concession there so that you know you have to pay before 9 30 if you try before 9 30 with a bus pass you have to pay the full, the full fare which are quite high now actually mm-hmm. i recently paid two pounds 70 just to go four bus stops actually wow. which is astonishing really isn't it yes um, i i that, that's because i i really travel before 9 30. i always use my bus pass as you yeah um, yes, yeah, so I thought this is really bad, actually, because, you know, as you probably know, in, in London and actually in Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland, first of all, you get a bus pass as soon as you get to 60, whereas in, in England and West Yorkshire, you have to wait until you're well over 65 now before you even get a bus pass. And then in Scotland and Wales, Northern Ireland and in London, um, you, with your bus pass, you can travel free at any time. You don't have to pay before 9.30. It's, right. it's slightly changed in London just recently, actually, but that, that's that's just a COVID thing. Yeah. So this is pretty unfair, really. And um, I was recently invited by Forum Central to join a new scheme called the Allyship Programme, mm-hmm. which the Health and Wellbeing Board is set up. Um, the idea there is to... Um, to pair up uh, one person from the Health and Wellbeing Board with one person from the third sector. And I'm very pleased to say that um, they chose me to be from the third sector and they put me with Councillor Salma Arif okay. from Gipton and Hare Hills Ward. Yeah. Uh, she's actually the, the executive member for uh, public health. Mm-hmm. And um, she's taken up my bus pass initiative very seriously, actually, and um, we, we've recruited uh, Keith Wakefield, who, as you know, you, used to be the council leader and, and the chair of the transport committee. Yeah. He, he, he supports us very much, and um, with Councillor Arif, I've also um, asked Joanne Volpe from the Lease Partnership, who, who does transport with them, to join the initiative as well. Yeah. So uh, we're really developing... Um, a case really for getting a, a better, fairer deal on the bus passes for West Yorkshire. It, we're also very concerned about digital exclusion, which we talked about before. Yeah. If you look at a map of Leeds and where the bus passes are taken up and where they're used, you find that in all the deprived areas, they're not being taken up and they're not being used. But those are the areas where they most needed, really. So yeah. something has to be done about that. That, that comes back to Marmot. Isn't it? It does. So something something has to be done about that. Yeah, that's a. Re- I hadn't I hadn't even considered the uptake of bus passes and the use of bus passes in relation to health equity and the wider social determinants of health. But um, that's a really good. I'm really pleased that you've you've identified that and and are taking that on. And really? are you are you talking to to the new mayor of West Yorkshire? From what I can gather on following her on Twitter, she's 
she's really keen on public transport as well. Are you engaged at that level as well? Yes, uh, you're right. The, the main thing that the mayor has said was that she'll take the buses back into public ownership. Yeah. That's the main thing she's said so far. Um, but that will take a few years. Uh, yes, Sam uh, Arif uh, does know Tracy Bremen, and she, she did send her an email about the bus passes, but she got a kind of political, what I would call a political response to that, but that's not the end of it. Okay, because Sam Arif tells me that she does know Tracy, Tracy Bremen, and she will try and get a proper discussion with her about it. Brilliant. So it sounds like another another really important project for the people of Leeds that you're getting involved with so um so we'll we'll, we'll maybe have an, a conversation again to see how that's going but I'll, I'll certainly look out for for movement and, and improvement on on bus passes so thank you very much for doing that yeah I, I kind of promised all those people we met with with um, Hannah McGurk that I'd try and do something about the bus passes yeah and I'm not going to give up on it good good that's good to hear right well on that really really positive note i think we'll um we'll end our conversation there so so just thank you very much for your time um it's been lovely to so i can see you but our, our listeners won't be able to see you so it's great to see you again um and thank you ever so much for your time it's been absolutely fascinating so thank you thank you graham taking the time to listen to this podcast please do like subscribe and share with colleagues across your networks the podcast is available on a range of platforms including spotify and google podcasts until next time thank you